What up, fuckers? It's Fear Ennis of FearCast from the FYFC Studios, and you're listening to this freaking show. Cartoon Joe. And welcome to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. This same weekly podcast is brought to you every week by Audible.com. If you're just like me, you're a big fan of stories, you just don't like reading them yourselves, Audible.com is the best place for you to go with a thousand varieties of titles to choose from that can be read right to you. Make sure you check out Audible. And because of us here at this freaking show, if you go to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet right now, you get a 30-day free trial plus a credit for your first purchase of your first book. So check out audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today to get your free trial. This freaking show is also brought to you by WeAreDapperTies.com. If you want a high-quality knit tie for the low, low price of just $15, head on over to WeAreDapperTies.com. Be sure to use the special discount code FREAKIN, that's F-R-E-A-K-I-N, to get free shipping on your order. That's right. You get to look dapper as hell for just $15 and free shipping Head on over to wearedappertise.com. Use the special discount code FREAKIN. That's F-R-E-A-K-I-N today. Nice. Guys, it is week two of uh, this freaky show, along with Travis D and the Freak Joe, as we give our monthly, month-long salute to Halloween. And uh, what better way to celebrate Halloween than uh, one of a... Uh, one, one guy who I know probably loves horror movies more than anyone I fucking know, and that's Fear in this, if you guys don't remember, is the host of Fifth Cast and Fear Cast, and he's actually on the line right now. He's listening to all the bullshit we're doing, and he's probably judging us because he's fucking Canadian, so they do it quietly to themselves instead of expressing it outwards. So, uh, Fear, you, you, you're still there, right? You haven't given up on me? The oh, person you were trying to reach is <laughs> not available. <laughs> God convincing <laughs> <laughs> now i'm here what's up man nah, fear thank you thanks man for coming on i'm sorry for the delay and shit but you should know by now Fucking how much amateurs right right i'm sorry man i'm sorry i'm not like you that has like 1200 fucking episodes of random fucking podcasts throughout the entire Jeez. north northern fucking north america we're, we're we're currently recording through his myspace for fuck's sakes that's <laughs> right. all he Keep going. I fucking recording to Napster, man. Yeah, that's right. Download <laughs> this later on LimeWire. <laughs> but Fear, it's been about a year since you've been on, so go ahead and remind uh, all our listeners uh, who you are, where you're from, and uh, you know just a little bit about yourself. For sure. Well, my name is Fear, and once a year, these guys have me on to talk about horror movies because they don't like me any other time. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. I knew it. God damn it! Right, you're you're on as much as the freak Joe is, man. True. <laughs> damn. Right. Yeah. No, man. You can check out all my shit over at fycstudios.com. Awesome. Um. But yeah, short, sweet, to the point. Uh, we're gonna dive into uh, talking about Halloween and horror movies and stuff because that's that's one of the biggest things I think we do have a lot in common is talking about movies. Now, it's not so much horror movies because I'm a big bitch when it comes to horror movies and stuff, but we're definitely going to talk a little bit about horror movies and, uh, you know, ones that you recommend us while watching, ones you don't, you say aren't going to be worth the time. But I do want to dive in real quick about the new podcast uh, that uh, Fifth Cast produced. Uh, you want to give me a little uh, behind, uh, a little information on the wrestling podcast you started up? Uh, for sure. So my boy, Fearcast Jay, um, who has always, for a long time, he was kind of behind the scenes. Um, setting stuff up for us and whatnot, but uh, we worked together quite a bit, and he would come on Fearcast, and we'd talk movies and blah blah blah. And that was all when I live or when I was working up north in the oil sands, and that's kind of how we all met. So then, when all that came to an end, he lives in BC, which is a different province than where I live, and uh, we try to figure out a way for us to kind of stay in contact and keep things. And he always wanted to have his own show. And one of the things that we don't do um, at FYFC Studios is talk about wrestling. Um, it's just not something that we've been into. I, I stopped watching about, 
I don't know the when Degeneration D- X and uh, all that kind of shit was going on. The yeah. Rock and Stone Cold. And, so that that was the last time I watched. But those boys still watch a lot. They go to a lot of local shows um, because wrestling's always been kind of a big like in uh, not only Calgary where we are at, but also over in BC. And so like all these little um, like I don't even know companies, wrestling companies are starting up. And so they're getting in good with these guys, and they're talking, they're interviewing uh, different wrestlers and stuff. And, yeah, so I don't know. It's a lot of fun, um, and it's real easy for me because I just produce it. I don't have to be on it and do anything. So, yeah, you should check it out. That is also available um, not only on iTunes and Spotify, but over on our website. I like how you described the entire podcast, but did not give the name of it. Yeah, Dopes on the Ropes. Dopes on the Ropes. You never (laughs) said it. Oh, sorry. I thought I did. <laughs> no, it's, I actually I love hearing about it. I like their consistent chant of "We want tables." I think that's yeah. really cool. And they actually had Mandy on uh, not too long ago because Mandy's also a huge fan of wrestling. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's it's nice because we can still connect with everybody mm-hmm. uh, that has kind of been in and out of the family for a while. And yeah, got to keep it up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely check out Dopes on the Rope and obviously our Fears uh, podcast too and everything because Fear. I mean. I've, I've been podcasting since 2015. I've actually known you since 2015, and it's always fun talking to you and sitting down with you and shit. You, Clint, and all that. Um, but we're going to talk about that later on some other time because we're going to talk about Halloween and everything. And uh, I'm going to assume, I'm just guessing, is Halloween your favorite holiday of the year, or am I just assuming that because of the fear cast, fear in us, uh, all the horror movies and metal death music and shit? See, I see where you're coming from, but actually Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. But you guys don't really have a real Thanksgiving. Isn't yours like next week or some shit? Yeah. <laughs> God, what's it called? Like Box Day or something? No, it's called Thanksgiving. We just Is didn't it? mass genocide ours. Guys, it's fucking Canada. You guys are too nice up there. Mass genocide to you guys is like just like giving someone a dirty look. Yeah, we just shipped them over to the other provinces. Just get them out of there. Same, we do it with the homeless now. Oh, perfect. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but uh, t- tell me what your family does for Halloween. Do you guys have any Halloween traditions? Do you guys follow or you just do the basic decorate, pass out candy, go trick-or-treating and all that? Or is there something you guys do special every year? Um, There's, I mean, it's funny. There was one thing that, like, my mom always did was, mm-hmm. and it's stupid, but uh, every Halloween we would eat KFC. Like, we'd get a bucket of chicken eat and then go trick-or-treating and i don't know why i don't know why that was a thing but we did it every year so now i do it with my kids and uh yeah it's not like a cool like scary sort of situation <laughs> we just eat the colonel's chicken and then go trick-or-treating what i don't know what? you know what's in it it's legitimately terrifying <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> think about it all them well, 11 what? herbs and spices all right well okay Secret so 12th spice msg what the fuck? Are you still talking about chicken? Oh, yeah. I'm still back on that conversation. Is this not the chicken, this freaking chicken show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome to fucking FYF chicken cast. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, the, uh, what's the average time uh, that you guys are allowed to go on trick-or-treating up, uh, up where you live? Because down here, we only get to like 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. and shit. Why? I don't know, because it's fucking like America and people are like evil as shit down here. Shit, I don't know, man. We just go all night. Even like during like school nights and shit. Yeah, fuck them. Fucking Canada, got everything. <laughs> you fucking it's... people with your f- safe neighborhoods. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> it's your regard it's for the social conduct of your citizens. Hey, listen here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your um... buddy, guy. God. <laughs> I'm gonna visit Canada one day. You're you're what? You're you're closer to uh you're west of me, right? Yes. You're like right above fucking like North Dakota or Canadian Junior over there? Yeah, like Montana or whatever, I think's right below us. Yeah. I got you. Montana. I'm gonna visit one day. I'm gonna fucking show up knocking that fucking door. Alright, but you better not tell me you're coming because I will make sure the RCMP know that you have keistered some fucking heroin and they're going deep, boy. Fucking I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Where I'm at right now, financially, I may keister some shit up to Canada. 
Yeah, that's okay. Bring you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do this time of year, you know? Fucking it's twenty nineteen. I don't have to I don't have to identify as a man anymore. I could identify as a pack mule. I don't give a shit. That's amazing. I wonder <laughs> has anyone tried that yet? Be like, look, no, I, I feel like I am a donkey and this is what donkeys do. Right. I mean, can I just shove like marijuana up my ass and if they arrest me, I can tell them I identify as a potted plant? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Right? I mean, why the hell not? You just do a handstand. You'd be like, I'm a vase, bitch. Right? I just carry a watering can with me at all times. Like, like fucking manure. Anyways, Halloween. Horror movies and shit. Has there been a horror movie you've seen this year that has been your favorite? This year? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think anything's really stood out this year. Uh... I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know much about horror movies. I do know It Chapter 2 came out. Other than that, I really... I don't follow horror movies. So, I mean, I'm just... I'm getting it's, I'm getting all the information you from you, man. Flat out lie to us if you want it. Right? You know, fucking uh, Despicable Me 5 or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that was hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think. I probably haven't watched a lot of the new ones. It just got to the point where I, I, I can't do a lot of this new shit where it's fucking uh, I don't know it's either a remake or some sort of fucking bullshit yeah. I just like googled 2019 horror movies just to see kind of what's going on I didn't know that they're redoing Black Christmas that's fucking stupid oh I didn't know that yeah apparently it's going to come out later this year I've got so, a few kind of sitting around that I'm waiting yeah. to watch like I started watching Annabelle Comes Home um, which I'm a big fan of the like the whole Conjuring universe, but for whatever reason they are having a hell of a time with Annabelle and doing a good job with it. Their first movie was fucking horrible, and then uh, Annabelle Creation was actually really good, and I fell asleep halfway through the new one. So, what was that? What was that John Krasinski movie? Was that The Quiet Place? Yep. How'd you feel about that one? Because I heard a lot of good things about it. I really liked it, man. It was, yeah. uh, it, I mean, I, I really like, I'm a big fan of The Office, so I really like John Krasinski, but. That was, um, that was my biggest thing. I, I love The Office. Uh, Jim was one of my favorite characters in it. And it was weird to hear that the first movie he's directing, producing, or whatever, happens to be a horror movie that is completely silent for a majority of it. Yeah, especially for a guy who essentially made his, his living talking. Mm-hmm. And like talking directly to the camera and stuff, and uh, I I don't know I I really enjoyed it. Um, fuck, I think there was another movie that had came out around the same time that was similar. Uh, oh, like Bird Box or whatever. Yeah, maybe it was Bird Box. I'm thinking of, and like one you can't see it, and the other one you can't hear it. And I was like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. what's the next one? You can't talk to it. Like, is that the Sandra huh? Bullock movie? <clears throat> yeah, Bird Box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never watched it, but I've seen a lot of memes of it. Well, yeah, and, the, and even, like, those movies had a lot of, like... To, to me, it reminded me almost of Tremors, where you can kind of see the thing coming, or even the yeah. happening, where it's, like, a fucking breeze or whatever, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is Marky Mark in this? Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I, I, I like Tremors. Is Tremors considered a horror movie? Or is that sci-fi? Uh, I think uh, I think it kind of blurs the lines. Um. The original, I would have said, kind of, it was a horror movie, and now it's more of a comedy. I think they're like twelve fucking movies deep or something now. Oh yeah, because I, I think they, I think right. they did. Uh, well, because there was the first three, and then the fourth one ended up being a prequel, and then they made like another one, and they kind of, they're just bouncing back and forth. It's like an entire Quentin Tarantino like movie and made into a series. Well, yeah, um, I think at one point they had legs. I don't know. I only okay, watched. Yeah. I only watched the first one. I gave then, up. I gave up on Tremors when they started calling them ass blasters. They called <laughs> so, them ass blasters? What? Yeah. So, so, so uh, Tremors 1, they're called Graboids. Graboids. And then, and then Tremors 2, they're called Screechers. And then the third one, they grew wings, they're called ass blasters. Jesus Christ. That's because they shot like methane gas and fire out of their buttholes and they were able to shoot into the sky and glide around. Until and that they, was three? That was three, yeah. And then the fourth one, it was. A prequel of the Wild Wild West, where they went back and they first ever seen uh, the Graboids. Yeah, How Wild the Wild fuck West was the Tremors movies? prequel. Yeah, they made a Tremors prequel, Wild Tremors Wild Four. West. Yeah, fuck it was it was it was Wait. a Will Smith esque fucking movie without fucking any black people whatsoever. 
Because it's fucking Earl or whatever his fucking real name is. That's amazing. Yeah, Kevin Bacon was only in the first one though, so that's why the first one was kind of good. The rest of them like kind of just dwindled off. Yeah, Kevin hit it and quit it. Fuck yeah. He, he the only reason he did that movie is so when they did those whole like, what the fuck is that website where you could just type in someone's name and they see the levels of how many times they've been with Kevin Bacon or whatever. Oh yeah, six degrees is. Yeah. Kevin. I'm pretty sure the only reason he does movies is so he can shorten those uh, degrees for, like, everybody. Oh, that's nice. That's nice of him. Yeah. Good job, Kevin Bacon. Mm. He was also in a fucking good movie. I, I I would consider it a horror movie. It's called, like, Death Sentence or something like that. He was, like, a dad whose son got killed in, like, a gas station. Shaved his fucking head and started killing, like, gang members. I don't think I saw that, but somebody recently told me about it. Yeah, it's... And they're like, you gotta check it out. Well, maybe Bruce Willis, maybe Bruce Willis made like pretty much the exact same movie, but it's better when it's Kevin Bacon. Well, yeah, it's, it's like the bacon. Foot, it's like Footloose swing on crack. It's awesome. But so what? So what's what era of uh, horror movies do you find the best? Is it the eighties, uh, the nineties, early two thousands? Like where where do you sit when it comes to the best horror movies made? Uh, I would say the eighties. That's that's where I live. Like. I grew up on 80s slashers, um, and it's just, it, it's, I don't know, it's home. Whenever, I can, I can watch some of the new horror movies, but it's, when I just want to throw something on, I, I usually head back to the 80s. 70s had some good shit, too, though. I got you. All right, well, I pulled up a list of the 20 best horror movies of the 21st century, so we're going to talk about that real quick, and then I want to talk a little bit about your favorites from the 80s, which I'm assuming... I like the original, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Halloween's, and stuff like that. Hell yeah! But I'm just gonna I'm gonna run through this uh, list real quick. Uh, you tell me if it's worth seeing, worth checking out, not worth it, or you haven't seen it, we'll just move on. Okay. Uh, 2005, The Descent. Uh, Descent's really good. Okay. That's worth watching. Uh, 2007, The Mist. No, you can skip that. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> The ending of The Mist uh, is one of the fucking craziest things you'll ever watch. And that's the only reason I would tell you to actually watch the movie. Um, I think I'd agree with you. Yeah. In a whole, it's kind of a meh. But the ending is like, holy fuck. 2012, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. I, it's horror, but it's not really horror. It's like a horror comedy mix, um, but it's actually one of the funnest films that I've seen in a while. Okay. I never heard of this one. 2007, uh, REC, or Wreck? Oh, yeah, Wreck. Um, there's like Wreck and Quarantine and all that. They're all kind of the same. Um, it's found footage. I know a lot of people aren't into that. If If you're not or you get motion sickness, then you can go ahead and skip it. But it was one of the first ones that kind of came out um it's sort of like a a zombie outbreak thing shot handheld style it's pretty cool okay uh 2011 year next year next yeah year next was really good um i'm trying to remember if that's the one where it's like there's a the hardest part about horror movies is there's anytime one comes out there's usually three that are very similar yeah. Um. And, but I'm pretty sure your next was definitely worth the watch. Okay. Uh, invited their grown children, and their respective significant others, to a dinner party that quickly turns grim. Yep. Yep. So, that's the one I was thinking. Isn't that just hide and seek that came out this year? And that's the thing. There's a there's a whole bunch that are very similar to that, but I think your next was the first one. Gotcha. Let's see. Where's the rest of these? Because there was another one called The Invitation, which was similar. Yeah. What about that? Uh, what the hell is that one movie? Um, Death Day? Or like the girl keeps dying on the same day? I haven't seen the second one, but the first one is extremely fun. It's like a horror version of uh, Groundhog Day. I've never seen Groundhog Day either. Are you serious? What? Yeah. I. Okay. Whack. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I haven't seen it. And it's the same exact reason I haven't seen a bunch of other movies that everyone says great. In no Chicago one, <laughs> no one's ever owned these movies around the time where I wanted to watch them, and I've never had an opportunity to see it since, unless I buy it or I rent it. And there's no fucking blockbusters around here anymore. 
So it's not that I don't, it's not that I refuse to watch it or avoided it. It's just no one ever said, hey, you want to watch this movie? I have known Groundhog Day. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, the only reason I watched Go- uh, Ghostbusters because it was on fucking Netflix, and that was a waste of my life. Uh, that 2000- was the weakest shit I've ever heard, man. <laughs> Jeez. Let's go. Keep the list coming. <laughs> 2009, Human Centipede. No, I've never seen it. It sounds stupid. Um, I know some people like it. I, I don't know. There was a whole rash of movies that came out that their only goal was to try to gross you out more than the last one. Look, uh, if don't sew people's mouths to other people's assholes. That sounds stupid. 2001, The Others. The Others. The Others. Nicole Kidman delivers. Oh, no. Fuck that film. Now. Is it because of Nicole Kidman? No, I kind of like Nicole Kidman, but that movie was stupid. And you know, and I know people listening are gonna be like, "No, it's so good." Fuck you. That movie was dumb. <laughs> 2015, The Witch. Yes, and <laughs> everybody that's pissed off, I just said "fuck you" to Nicole Kidman's movie is gonna hate the fact that I love The Witch. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Mandy. I hope you listen to this shit. The Witch was a good film. Fuck you. <laughs> Me and her fight uh, all the time. I just picked it up on uh, the Steelbook on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah? Um, and because it is it is an extremely polarizing movie. Like, it's not, there's not a ton, there's no jump scares. It's just uneasy. It just makes you feel fucking weird. Like, I don't know. It's That's what check I look for out. in a horror movie. Yeah, man. Like, give it a shot. It's not for everybody. Most people hate it, but I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, 2008, The Strangers. The Strangers, I really liked it because it's just it's similar to The Witch in the way of it makes you feel uneasy, um, but it's different in the way of you're uneasy because you see things that the characters aren't able to see, and that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to give anything away, mm-hmm. um, but the silence in the soundtrack is brilliant in that movie. Right. 2005, Hostel. Uh I enjoyed it. It's torture porn. I mean, I don't know if you if you're torture not into porn. yeah if you're not into movies like that where it's just watching people get disemboweled or fucked up or anything like that. The general concept is scary because they're deep down, man. There's a part of me that thinks there probably is some sort of secret society that's just fucking hunting the real game, which is fucking humans. But who knows? Twenty seventeen, get out. Get Out was fucking awesome. Um, and I, I think that uh, Jordan Peele did an uh, excellent job. Uh, and everybody acted their asses off in that film. Now that, that's kind of like Krasinski, where you have a comedian who comes out with a movie that's kind of expected to be like one of the biggest horror movies of the year. Because he didn't do anything horror-wise uh, before that, right? It was all just Key and Peele and like, stand-ups and stuff. Yeah, and like Keanu. He- he was Keanu, and uh, he was actually on. I think it was in Living Color back in the day, so oh, he's shit. been around a long time. Um, and then just to see him kind of coming into his own now, um, even the, even like him on fucking Big Mouth, he's just hilarious. Um, but to see him be able to actually do horror too and do it justice, I haven't seen his new movie Us, but um, Get Out was good. All right, two thousand seven, The Orphanage. The Orphanage? Yeah, nah. merging, merging the gothic storybook quality of Pan's Labyrinth with ma, Maternal Dread. I'm going to tell you right now, looking at the picture of this doll just standing here freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> well, is that like the cover? I don't know. No, I think it's just like maybe a screenshot from the movie, but it looks like a little fucking orphan doll just standing at like maybe like a hallway or something. It's just it's creepy looking. Nice. I found Victim a lot to the cover art looking better than the movie actually being, especially in the blockbuster days. What about Bone Tomahawk? You ever watch that? Mm, no, I don't think I've seen that one. You got to. Yeah? I hate horror movies, but I actually enjoyed that one up until the gruesome part that Joe knows what I'm talking about. Oh, it's the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. I'll have to check it out then. I, for some reason, didn't think it was a horror movie. I, I wouldn't classify it as horror Personally, what would it be? but well, it's kind of it's it's horror ish, but I think it's more of a western. I I I it, would I would put it in the same category as uh, the Hills Have Eyes, because it's very similar to that in my opinion, just more western themed. Hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out then. Yeah. I mean, unless I'm wrong, Joe. I haven't seen the Hills of Ice, so I don't. I don't know. A bunch of gross ass fucking animal things, like killing people. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Okay, there we go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna butcher this or not. 2014, The Babadook. Babadook. Babadook was weird. Uh, it was kind of a fun movie, but I think the memes are funnier than the movie. I don't know. <laughs> that's fair. <clears throat> Uh, 2014. It follows. It follows. It follows was one of those films. I, maybe I just have a weird taste in in movies, but because I know a lot of people hated It Follows, but I loved it. I I the cinematography alone in that film is worth watching. It's it's just really well done. Like the concept, yes, super weird. Uh, fucking ghost STD. Sure, you got me. That's fucking stupid, but. <laughs> The way it's shot, the way it's done, I I liked it, man. Okay, two thousand eight. Let the right one in. Um, there there was that one in the remake. I honestly didn't watch either of them, um, because fuck vampires. <laughs> Not a big fan of Twilight. Well, that I like. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one I don't think should be on the list, but Shaun of the Dead, two thousand four. Shaun of the Dead's fun, man. It's not a horror movie. It's no, just that, a that, can't that's, be fun. Yeah, I've seen it. I actually enjoyed this. Um, but to me, this is like Zombieland. Like it's it's yeah, it's it's a zombie movie, but it's not a horror movie. No, there's there's a lot of really great like horror comedy movies like Tucker mm-hmm. and Dale um, versus Evil, mm, so Zombieland. Good. Oh, so fucking good. Zombieland, Shaun of the Dead. Like, if you can actually mix comedy and horror in a great way it's fucking amazing uh 2009 antichrist mm, i haven't seen it it took it took up to number four for you to finally say you haven't seen one <laughs> <laughs> shit uh sir uh, i think i've was... heard of it though i think there was um like some uh Fuck. Like some sort of, there was some sort of something in the media about it. I can't remember what it was. Whether it was like, Go ahead. No, I, I think that I don't, I don't want to say there was like a scandal or something. I think, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I remember reading something about Antichrist and I, I think the actors kind of fucked around with something or I don't know. I could be full of shit. I'm just wasting your time now. No, it's fine. It, it, basically, it's just a pair of parents who go into the woods after losing an infant child. Okay. Um see here, a movie called Inside. I don't know what year this was, so yes, best pregnancy it, thr- uh thriller since Rosemary's Baby. hundred so. percent. This is one that I always recommend people to check out. I don't know if this is the twenty sixteen remake or not. Um it looks new. This looks okay. new. Well it's twenty first century, so it's gotta be the remake, right? Okay, so there were well, there was a remake. Um in 2016 it was americanized um Mm. but before that it was a french horror film and i think it came out in like 2003 or so and go back and watch the french version i i haven't seen the new one so i can't really say whether or not it's better but i've seen the french one and it is fucking unreal like it is one of the most disturbing uh, yet satisfying gore fests that you can kind of watch and um the, again just um, amazingly acted uh the general gist is um a lady in her third trimester is being stalked by another lady and a bloodbath ensues okay uh of course i click on something what the fuck okay uh the loved ones the loved ones yeah Basically, there's a picture. It looks like a prom queen is holding a power drill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, actually I haven't seen that one. Okay. I've seen a lot of people cosplay um, that specific person, but I've actually never sat down and watched that one. Okay. All right. We're at the number one uh, movie of the 21st century. Do you want to take a guess on what it is? The number one horror movie of the 20th? I, uh, I have ranked, no idea. This is ranked by IndieWire.com, so it's just... If you had a guess, like just shoot out a guess. I want to see how close you get. What? Uh, help me out a little. What? Like what? It's a, it's a zombie movie. A zombie movie? It's a zombie movie from two thousand two. Oh, fuck, I don't know. 
down Dawn oh, of the Dead. Twenty eight days later. Really? Yeah. yeah. Fuck that shit. Like, <laughs> I know a lot of people enjoyed those movies, but fuck off. Like that was I. I think it's just I'm so fucking over zombies, and I I was when that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it oh, it's he's not a zombie. He's got the rage. Well, fuck you. I've got the rage right now, but I'm not trying to eat people. <laughs> Like fuck, like it was all right, whatever. But all right, hey, it's not bad. Out of eighteen movies or out of twenty movies, you saw eighteen of them, man. And I think there was only a couple where you said no on. So yeah, I mean that's a pretty safe list. Um, yeah. I'd say um, it'd be cool to do like a greatest horror movies of all time kind of thing because there's a lot better movies. Um, so I'm kind of curious how that would have planned out, but. Um, yeah, well, there's maybe, a, there's maybe, a few good ones. Maybe Fearcast uh, needs to do a top fifty all time greatest horror movies. Yeah, that might. I'm uh, I've been kind of working for a while about bringing Fearcast back. I haven't done an episode since like January. Oh, um, I assume I assumed it flopped ever since you had me on it. It probably did. You probably right. tanked it. Right. It's like you know what this thing was going so good, but who the fuck is this travesty guy? Pass. <laughs> no just mm-hmm. life gets busy right and like oh, yeah. i was gonna bring it back for friday the 13th um and then just shit didn't happen the way that i wanted it to and i was hoping to do something for october but just it's it's too hard it's easy to just do fifth cast and then i don't really have to worry about multiple podcasts mm-hmm. but i do miss talking horror and metal and shit so who knows maybe i'll bring it back okay. all right so you said the 80s was the best time for horror movies give me Give me your top five favorite horror movies and rank them from uh, best to worst. Oh, shit. From the, the 80s. Uh, just from the 80s. I, here, I'll give, you, I'll give you a list of movies that it, from the 80s, if you haven't seen, you just need to go see. Um, the Nightmare, a Nightmare on Elm Street, The Thing, uh, Evil Dead. And I know a lot of people say Gremlins. No, that's, that's a Christmas movie. I actually talked to Zach uh, Galligan about it, and he says it is a Christmas movie because it's become a Christmas movie. It wasn't originally filmed as a Christmas movie, so really the arguments on the internet are moot. But I thought it was cool to talk to him. Um, I, I mean, there was just so many classics, like the original Child's Play. Uh, that came out in like 88, Sleepaway Camp. Um, Evil Dead 2 came out in 87. The Fly, Hellraiser, like they're just everything. Everything that's iconic now, everything that you still see people cosplaying came out then. Gotcha. All right, cool. All right, I want to do one more thing with you, and then we're going to let you plug your stuff and kick you off from here. Okay. Um, I'm going to list off some of the horror movies I've seen. You tell me if they're true horror movies or I just assume they are, and I'm being a bitch about watching them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, any of the Leprechaun movies? They're stupid. Don't watch them. But are they horror movies? I don't. It doesn't matter. Oh, dare you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, any of the Saw movies? Uh, again, that's torture porn, man. Um, the first Saw was dope. After that, whatever. Okay. Freddy versus Jason. Yes. All day, every day, watch that movie. Is it a horror movie? Only... No, for me, it's an homage movie. It was everything that the fans of both franchises have been asking for for fucking years. And they did an excellent job of giving... You you don't even have to know the backstory of either character. They did such a great job of showing you little bits and pieces of both. So it works as a standalone movie. It's not a horror movie in the way of you will watch it and be afraid. Um, If that is the case... We have to take away your man card traps. No, I mean I wasn't I wasn't scared when I was watching it. I, like I was watch when I was watching it, I kept thinking to myself like, if this is what those other movies are like, I could probably get through them with no problem. But at the same time, I think that movie came out in like what like oh five oh six or some shit like that compared to the more realistic appearance of like the late eighties movies and shit. Uh, I remember watching. I remember uh, my little sister who's ten years younger than me stayed home sick from school and we fucking watched it. So I don't know how to, maybe that's how she got all fucked up now that she's older, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a possibility now that I'm thinking more about it. Yeah, fuck. 
I, I did hear a rumor that there was supposed to be like a Michael Myers versus Pinhead movie that was supposed to follow that, but it never happened. No, and they, I don't know. There's a lot of those versus movies that they've been trying to make. Uh, it got to the point where certain um, comic book people are, are starting to kind of do their own. Like, I believe there's yeah. a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash from Evil Dead. Yeah. I believe, I believe I mean, that's a thing. Aren't they resurrecting that movie again? Evil Dead? Fuck yeah, they are, sir. They're going to yeah. bring back a new one. I just don't know if it's going to go through the timeline of the movies or if they're just going to keep with the TV show that was just out on stars or what, but either way, I mean, I don't give a shit as long as it's Sam Raimi and fucking Bruce Campbell, I will watch every fucking movie. <laughs> the only fucking Bruce Campbell movie I won't watch is Bubba Hotep because fuck that movie. <laughs> Fear it, man. Thanks for coming on the show with us and uh, spending some time. I do appreciate that. I know you're a busy guy, so for you to take time out to do this with us is incredible. No problem. Um, you're just cutting into my weed time. Right. God. Well, I mean, you, I mean, I guess you could have done that while we we're doing this, but you know, I, I appreciate you not doing it. But anyways, um, why don't you go ahead and let everyone know where they could uh, catch up uh, on your podcast and stuff like that? Because you do, actually you do some YouTube stuff too. I've been noticing the. Uh, Driving with fears and shit. Yeah, I brought that back specifically for you, man. I believe it. I feel like it did. Yeah, I think I mentioned you in the new one. Yeah, you're gonna have um, to. You're gonna have to get like a little uh, travesty down to put in the passenger seat and buckle it in. Aw, cool. Uh, huh? Yeah. And then, I, then I'll touch it. <laughs> right. Oh god, it's like little dolls in the courts. <laughs> oh. Fuck. Yeah. Hey, go, yeah, go. Here, bro, if you touched you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and let everyone know where they could uh, they could watch uh, watch your YouTubes and uh, listen to your podcast, bro. Yeah, man. The easiest way is to head over to fyfcstudios.com. It's got links to everything, including uh, YouTube and whatnot. But if you all you do is just Google search FYFC Studios, and it'll show you links to everything. Um, like Travis said, I do uh, a weekly show called Driving with Fear, where it's just me kind of driving to work and. Uh, it's kind of become a rant show. I didn't, I didn't intend it to be that way, but that's just kind of the way it's been going. Uh, just because I don't know, I can't stand the way society is anymore. And uh, I just did a big rant about it on Facebook, so we'll see. Chances are I'm going to lose a bunch of friends, which is fine because I didn't want them anyway. But uh, yeah, head over to fyfcstudios.com. It's got links to everything. You can check out Dopes on the Ropes if you're into uh, wrestling, and then Fifth Cast if you're into dick jokes and just pop culture altogether. And uh, yeah, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've got new stuff coming every week. Awesome. Fear, thanks again, man. I do appreciate it. Um, and we're going to get you on more, uh, more and more throughout the year. Uh, because I'm not sure if you noticed or not, with the lack of coughing and silence, uh, Awkward Collins no longer here with us. <coughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh, you guys are <laughs> boning up. I like it. Yeah. So um, if you want, I mean, we'll definitely be more than happy to have you come back on uh, anytime in the future. And we'll, uh, we'll do some more stuff with you, man. I'm down, man. Anytime you guys want to have me on, let's do it. Awesome. I appreciate you. Have a good rest of your night, man. You too. See Take you. care. Bye. Oh, it's always good to talk to fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, before we dive into uh, our uh, freaking uh, freaky tales, yes. uh, do you have uh, do you have your uh, this freaking happen for the week? Oh yes, I do. And actually, it's another one where it happened today, uh, forever ago. Um, so I just want to make sure I get the year right. Yeah, no problem. I, actually, actually, I picked two because I the first one I picked, I think you may have done it, so I didn't want to do it. So I actually have a, a backup one just in case. If you don't do it, I'm just going to do both anyways. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, on this day, October 8th, for those of you who are listening two days from now, uh, in 1871, the Chicago Fire began. That, yeah, that was the one I was gonna. I picked as uh, the first one, so we're good. Nice, nice. Um, do, do you do you have a little story about it? Because I'm actually looking at the little story I found about it. You care if I read it? No, go ahead. 3.3 square miles of Chicago is destroyed. More than 250 people are killed, and 100,000. Of the 300,000 residents were left homeless. Adding to the problem, Chicago has been in a drought, having received only one inch of rain since July 4th. So you're looking at, was that, three months, four months? Uh-huh. It was not Miss O'Leary's cow that started the fire, even though it was reported in the Chicago Tribune's first post-fire issue. 
22 years later, the author of the story retracted it, stating it was a, it was fabricated. The fire started about 9 p.m. near a barn belonging to O'Leary's family. The O'Leary's claimed they were able to sleep and not milk in the cow, as the article claimed. City officials never determined the exact cause of the fire, but it's possible a group of men who were gambling inside the barn knocked over a lantern. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so for mine, this freaking happened of the week, which, by the way, I just want to say something real quick. Uh, if you guys know the gray area hosted by Sarge, part of the Freaknet Studios, he mentioned that uh, our new segment that we're currently doing, we took from his segment, uh, Today in History. I'm here to tell you guys, uh, no, definitely mm-hmm. not. Uh, very similar, but the thing is, he does a, an on this day, we do it uh, this week. So, perfect example, October 7th if you will. Uh, 40-year-old American poet and horror writer Edgar Allan Poe died mysteriously in a Baltimore hospital. His cause of death is still a mystery. He was found delirious, wandering the streets of Baltimore, wearing someone else's clothes, was taken to a hospital where he died four days later. Um, Yeah, four days later on October 7th. Without having recovered his senses, there has been much speculation as to the cause of death. Some believe he may have been a victim of cooping, the practice of kidnapping people and forcing them to wear disguises in order to vote multiple times. He was found delirious on election day outside a pub that also serves as a polling place. Huh. It was also the practice of the day to give the voters a drink after voting. Poe and his sister were known to have a very low tolerance to alcohol, with even a single glass of wine leaving them stumbling. This would explain his delirium and the clothes he was wearing. Other physicians diagnosed his symptoms as typical of rabies. Speculation about his death also include a brain tumor even having been beaten delirious by his wealthy fiancé's brother. That's interesting. Yeah, I... I, you know, like, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know when he was gonna die. I didn't know, like, the time frame that he, like, died and shit like that. But you know what? (laughs) <laughs> but the fact that he died uh, yesterday, back in 1849, of course, uh, it goes well with uh, not only uh, this freaky show, but also for last week's freaky tales of uh, the Telltale Heart. It does. Yeah. Which nice. rolls us right into this week's freaky tales. Uh, Joe, whenever you're ready, the, uh, the podcast is yours. Excellent. <clears throat> so this week. Uh, I decided I was going to read The Monkey's Paw, but uh, I, I was reminded uh, by Lady Science that I'd also read that one before. So <laughs> uh, I picked a new one this week. It's called The Damned Thing by Ambrose Bierce. Ooh, nice. One does not always eat what is on the table. By the light of a tallow candle which had been placed on one end of a rough table, a man was reading something written in a book. It was an old legible, for the old man, for the man sometimes held the page close to the flame of the candle to get a stronger light on it. The shadow of the book would would then throw into obscurity a half of the moon, darkening a number of faces and figures. For beside the reader, eight other men were present. Seven of them sat against the rough log walls, silent, motionless, and the room being small, not very far from the table. By extending an arm, any one of them could have touched the eighth man, who lay on the table face upward, partly covered by a sheet, his arms at his sides. He was dead. The man with the book was not reading aloud, and no one spoke at all. All seemed to be waiting for something to occur. The dead man only was without expectation. From the blank darkness outside came in, through the aperture that served for a window, all the ever unfamiliar noises of night in the wilderness, the long, nameless knot of a distant coyote, the stilly, pulsing thrill of tireless insects in trees, strange cries of night birds, so different from those of the birds of day, the drone of great, blundering beetles, and all that mysterious chorus of small sounds that seem always to have been but half heard when they have suddenly ceased, as if conscious of an indiscretion. But nothing of all this was noted in that company. 
Its members were not overmuch addicted to idle interest in matters of no practical importance. That was obvious in every line of their faces, obvious even in the dim light of the single candle. There were evidently men in the vicinity, farmers and woodsmen. The person reading was a trifle different. One would have said of him that he was of the world, worldly, albeit there was in that in his attire which attested a certain fellowship with the organisms of his environment. His coat would hardly have passed muster in San Francisco. His footgear was not of urban origin, and the hat that lay by him on the floor, he was the only one uncovered, was such that if one had considered it as an article of mere personal adornment, he would have missed its meaning. Its countenance, in countenance, the man was rather pre prepossessing, with just a hint of sternness, though that he may have assumed or cultivated, as was appropriate to one in authority. For he was a coroner. It was by virtue of his office that he had possession of the book in which he was reading. It had been found among the dead man's effects, in his cabin where the inquest was now taking place. When the coroner had finished reading, he put the book into his breast pocket. At that moment the door was pushed open and a young man entered. He clearly was not of mountain birth and breeding. He was clad as those who dwell in cities. His clothing was dusty, however, as far as from travel. He had, in fact, been riding hard to attend the inquest. The coroner nodded. No one else greeted him. "'We've waited for you,' said the coroner. "'It is necessary to have done with this business tonight.' The young man smiled. "'I'm sorry to have kept you,' he said. "'I went away not to evade your summons, "'but to post to my newspaper an account "'of what I suppose I am called back to relate.' The coroner smiled. "'The account that you posted to your newspaper,' he said, "'differs, probably, from that which you will give here under oath.' "'That,' replied the other, hotly and with a visible flush, "'is as you please. "'I used manifold paper and have a copy of what I sent. "'It was not written as news, for it is incredible, but as fiction. I may, "'It may go as part of my testimony under oath.' "'But you say it is uncredible.' "'That is nothing to you, sir, if I also swear that it is true.' The coroner was silent for a time, his eyes upon the floor. The men about the sides of the cabin talked in whispers, but seldom withdrew their gaze from the face of the corpse. Presently, the coroner lifted his eyes and said, We will resume the inquest. The men removed their hats. The witness was sworn. What is your name? the coroner asked. William Harker. Age? Twenty-seven. You knew the deceased, Hugh Morgan? Yes. You were with him when he died? Near him? How did that happen? Your presence, I mean. I was visiting him at this place to shoot and fish. A part of my purpose, however, was to study him and his odd, solitary way of life. He seemed like a good model for a character in fiction. I sometimes write stories. I sometimes read them. Thank you. Stories in general, not yours. Some of the jurors laughed. Against a somber background, humor shows highlights. Soldiers in the intervals of battle laugh easily, and a jest in the death chamber conquers by surprise. Relate the circumstances of this man's death, said the coroner. You may use any notes or memoranda that you please. The witness understood. Pulling a manuscript from his breast pocket, he held it near the candle and turning the leaves until he found the passage that he wanted, began to read. Chapter 2. What May Happen in a Field of Wild Oats the sun had hardly risen when we left the house. We were looking for quail, each with a shotgun, but we had only one dog. Morgan said that our best ground was beyond a certain ridge that he pointed out, and we crossed it by a trail through the chaparral. On the other side was comparatively level ground, thickly covered with wild oats. As we emerged from the chaparral, Morgan was but a few yards in advance. Suddenly we heard, at a little distance to our right and partly in front, a noises of some animal thrashing about in the bushes, which we could see were violently agitated. We started a deer, I said. I wish he had brought a rifle. Morgan, who had stopped and was intentionally watching the agitated chaparral, said nothing, but had cocked both barrels of his gun and was holding it in readiness to aim. I thought him a trifle excited, which surprised me, for he had a reputation for exceptional coolness, even in moments of sudden and imminent peril. Oh, come, I said. You're not going to fill up a deer with quail shot, are you? Still, he did not reply. But catching a sight of his face as he turned it slightly towards me, I was struck by the intensity of his look. 
Then I understood that we had serious business in hand, and my first conjecture was that we had jumped a grizzly. I advanced to Morgan's side, cocking my piece as I moved. The bushes were now quiet, and the sounds had ceased, but Morgan was as attentive to the place as before. "'What is it? What the devil is it?' I asked. "'That damned thing!' he replied, not turning, without turning his head. His voice was husky and unnatural. He trembled visibly. I was about to speak further when I observed that the wild oats near the place of the disturbance moving in the most inexplicable way. I can hardly describe it. It seemed as if stirred by a streak of wind, which not only bent it, but pressed it down, crushed it so that it did not rise, and this movement was slowly prolonging itself directly towards us. Nothing that I had ever seen had affected me so strangely as this unfamiliar and unaccountable phenomenon. Yet I am unable to recall any sense of fear. I remember, and tell it here because singularly enough I recollected it then, that once in looking out of an open window I momentarily mistook a small tree close at hand for one of a group of larger trees at a little distance away. I looked this, it looked the same size as the others, but being more distinctly and sharply defined in mass and detail seemed out of harmony with them. It was a mere falsification of the law of aerial perspective, but it startled, almost terrified me. We so rely upon the orderly operation of familiar natural laws that any seeming suspension of them is noted as a menace to our safety, a warning of unthinkable calamity. So now that the apparently causeless movement of the herbage and the slow, undeviating approach of that line of disturbance were distinctly disquieting, my companion appeared actually frightened, and I could hardly credit my senses when I saw him suddenly throw his gun to his shoulder and fire both barrels at the agitated grain. Before the smoke of the discharge had cleared away, I heard a loud, savage cry, a scream like that of a wild animal, and flinging his gun upon the ground, Morgan sprang away and ran swiftly from the spot. At the same instant, I was thrown violently to the ground by the impact of something unseen in the smoke, some soft, heavy substance that seemed thrown against me with great force. Before I could get my feet and recover my gun, which seemed to have been struck from my hands, I heard Morgan crying out as if in mortal agony, and mingling with his cries were such hoarse, savage sounds as one hears from fighting dogs. Inexpressibly terrified, I struggled to my feet and looked in the direction of Morgan's retreat, and may heaven and mercy spare me from another sight like that. At a distance of less than thirty yards was my friend, down upon one knee, his head thrown back at a frightful angle, hatless, his long hair in disorder, and his whole body in violent movement from side to side, backward and forward. His right arm was lifted and seemed to lack the hand, at least I could see none. The other arm was invisible. At times, as my memory now reports this extraordinary scene, I could discern but a part of his body. It was as if he had been partly blotted out. I cannot otherwise express it. Then a shifting of his position would bring it all into view again. All this must have occurred within a few seconds, yet in that time Morgan assumed all the postures of a determined wrestler, vanquished by superior weight and strength. I saw nothing but him, and him not always distinctly. During the entire incident his shouts and curses were heard, as if through an enveloping uproar of such sounds of rage and fury as I had never heard from the throat of man or brute. For a moment only I stood irresolute. Then, throwing down my gun, I ran forward to my friend's assistance assistance. I had a vague belief that he was suffering from a fit or some form of convulsion. Before I could reach his side, he was down and quiet. All sounds had ceased, but with a feeling of such terror as even these awful events had not inspired, I now saw again the mysterious movement of the wild oats, prolonging itself from the trampled area, around the prostrate man, prostrate man, toward the edge of the woods." It was only when it reached the wood that I was able to withdraw my eyes to look, to look at my companion. He was dead. Chapter 3. A man, though naked, may be in rags. The coroner rose from his seat and stood beside the dead man. Lifting an, ed an edge of the sheet, he pulled it away, exposing the entire body, altogether naked and showing in the candlelight a clay-like yellow. It had, however, broad maculations of bluish-black obviously caused by the extravasated blood from contusions. The chest and sides looked as if they had been beaten with a bludgeon. There were dreadful lacerations. The skin was torn in strips and shreds. 
The coroner moved round to the head of the table and undid a silk handkerchief which had been passed under the chin and knotted down the top of the head. When the handkerchief was drawn away, it exposed what had been the throat. Some of the jurors had risen to get a better view, repented their curiosity, and turned away their faces. Witness Harker went to the open window and leaned out across the sill, faint and sick. Dropping the handkerchief upon the dead man's neck, the coroner stepped to an angle of the room, and from a pile of clothing produced one garment after another, each of which he held up for a moment of inspection. All were torn and stiff with blood. The jurors did not make a closed inspection. They seemed rather uninterested. They had, in truth, seen all this before. The only new thing that was uh, the only thing that was new to them being Harker's testimony. Gentlemen, the coroner said, we have no more evidence, I think. Your duty has been explained to you. If there is nothing you wish to ask, you may go outside and consider your verdict. The foreman rose, a tall, bearded man of sixty, coarsely clad. I should like to ask one question, Mr. Coroner, he said. What asylum did this, your last witness, escape from? Mr. Harker, uh, said the coroner gravely and tranquilly, from what asylum did you last escape? Harker flushed crimson again, but said nothing, and the seven jurors rose and solemnly filed out of the cabin. "'If you have done insulting me, sir,' said Harker, as soon as he and the officer were left alone with the dead man, "'I suppose I am at liberty to go?' "'Yes.' Harker started to leave, but paused, with his hand on the door-latch. The habit of his profession was strong in him, stronger than his sense of personal dignity. He turned about and said, "'The book you have there.' The book you have there. I recognize it as Morgan's diary. You seem greatly interested in it. You read it, read it, read in it while I was testifying. May I see it? The public would like. The book will cut no figure in this matter, replied the official, slipping it into his coat pocket. All the entries in it were made before the writer's death. As Harker passed out of the house, the jury re-entered and stood around the table, on which the now-covered corpse showed under the sheet with sharp definition. The foreman seated himself near the candle, produced from his breast pocket a pencil and scrap of paper, and wrote rather laboriously the following verdict, with, which with various degrees of effort all signed. We, the jury, do find that the remains come to their death at the hands of a mountain lion, but some of us thinks, all the same, they had fits. Chapter 4. An Explanation from the Tomb in the diary of the late Hugh Morgan are certain interesting entries having possibly a scientific value as suggestions. At the inquest upon his body, the book was not put in evidence. Possibly the coroner thought it not worth while to confuse the jury. The date of the first of the entries mentioned cannot be ascertained. The upper part of the leaf is torn away. The part of the entry remaining follows would run in a half-circle, keeping his head turned always toward the center, and again he would stand still, barking furiously. At last he ran away into the bush as fast as he could go. I thought at first that he had gone mad, but on returning to the house found no other alteration in his manner than what was obviously due to fear of punishment. Can a dog see with his nose? Do odors impress some cerebral center with images of the thing that emitted them? September 2nd. Looking at the stars last night as they rose above the crest of the ridge east of the house, I observed them successively disappear, from left to right. Each was eclipsed but an instant, and only a few at a time, but along the entire length of the ridge all that were within all that were within a degree or two of the crest were blotted out. It was as if something had passed along between me and them, but I could not see it, and the stars were not thick enough to define its outline. Ugh, I don't like this. Several weeks' entries are missing, three leaves being torn from the book. September 27th. It has, been, it has been about here again. I find evidences of its presence every day. I watched again all last night in the same cover, gun in hand, double-charged with buckshot. In the morning, the fresh footprints were there as before. Yet I would have sworn that I did not sleep. Indeed, I hardly sleep at all. It is terrible, insupportable. If these amazing experiences are real, I shall go mad. If they are fanciful, I am mad already. October 3rd. I shall not go. It shall not drive me away. No, this is my house, my land. God hates a coward. October 5th. I can stand it no longer. I have invited Harker to pass a few weeks with me. 
He is level-head. I can judge from his manner if he thinks me mad. October 7th. I have the solution to the mystery. It came to me last night, suddenly, as by revelation. How simple! How terribly simple! There are sounds we cannot hear. At either end of the scale are notes that stir no chord of that imperfect instrument, the human ear. They are too high or too grave. I have observed a flock of blackbirds occupying an entire treetop, the tops of several trees, and all in full song. Suddenly, in a moment, at absolutely the same instant, all spring into the air and fly away. How? They could not all see one another. Whole treetops intervened. At no point could a leader have been visible to all. There must have been a signal of warning or command, high and shrill above the din, but by me unheard. I have observed, too, the same simultaneous flight, when all were silent, among not only blackbirds, but other birds, quail, for example, widely separated by bushes even on opposite sides of a hill. It is known to seamen that a school of whales basking or sporting on the surface of the ocean, miles apart with the convexity of the earth between, will sometimes dive at the same instant all gone out of sight in a moment. The signal has been sounded, too grave for the ear of the sailor or the mast at the masthead and his comrades on the deck, who nevertheless feel its vibrations in the ship as the stones of a cathedral are stirred by the base of the organ. As with sounds, so with colors. Each, at each end of the solar spectrum, the chemist can detect the presence of what are known as actinic rays. They represent colors, integral colors in the composition of light which we are able, unable to discern. The human eye is an imperfect instrument. Its range is but a few octaves of the real chromatic scale. I'm not mad. There are colors we cannot see. And God help me, the damned thing is of such a color. The end. Good job, Joe. Thank you. I want I want to wait for that the end statement so I don't want to interrupt anything because mm. I mean the 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 enunciation and purity of you reading a story can only be bastardized by my voice. Oh well, thank you. So, but that was a good that was a good one, man. I like that. Yeah, I, I didn't know where that was going to go. I only got about halfway through it before the call started. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, but I like the fact that like when you're reading it, you kind of start developing a southern drawl into it, and that's the best thing when it comes to these freaking freaky tales, is that it's not that you're just reading it; is that you're like you're in it, and that's the best part about it. Thank you. I was trying to to give the different characters different voices. You did. You, so you crushed you. it. You crushed you. it, bro. Fuck yeah. Um. <clears throat> Guys, as a reminder, uh, this freaking show is part of the FreakNet Studios, an up-and-coming uh, community developed to bring uh, podcasts together, such as this freaking show, Just Freaking Wrestling, as well as The Gray Area, hosted by Sarge. Uh, make sure you go over and check out uh, Sarge's podcast, The Gray Area, which uh, you go to thegrayarea.com. You can find it there. It's also on iTunes and Podbean. So make sure you follow him and everything. He just started season two this week. So congrats to him for hitting a year uh, on his podcast. Uh, just Freaking Wrestling is coming up on season two finale uh, on their end uh, this December. And obviously we just started last week for season four here on this freaking show. But beyond that, hey, Joe. Yes. Every week our listeners can catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show or during the month of October, this freaky show. But if one episode a week of Cartoon Joe or the Freak Joe as we have currently is not enough for our listeners, where else can they find you? If you need more of the Freak Joe, you can find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Awesome. Shit, almost forgot. What are you freaking thinking about, Joe? Uh, boy, if I had to grab something out of the air, I would say uh, the new season of Big Mouth on Netflix. Yeah, I think I like two more episodes of it. I I feel so uncomfortable watching it, but it's so fucking funny. I don't even care. One hundred percent agree. <laughs> um, actually, no, that's what I was freaking thinking as well. Yesterday, I sat down, I started watching it, and I binged eight of the ten episodes uh, within the night. So. So, hey, we're on the same boat for that. So, fuck yeah. Nice. I think I watched six of them this morning. So, yeah, definitely with you. <laughs> it, gets, it gets so much worse. <laughs> um, 
Guys, make sure you go to tpublic.com and search TFS for all your This Freaking Show merchandise. Uh, there is a Freaknet Studios shirt that uh, is being created and should be released shortly. Uh, so make sure you check out TeePublic, uh, search in TFS to get all your merchandise here, as well as the Cartoon Joe t-shirt that is available there. Uh, check out WeirdEpatize.com to get uh, a nice bow tie for just $15. Use the promo code FREAKIN, F-R-E-A-K-I-N, to get free shipping, as well as AudibleTrial.com backslash FREAKNET to get a 30-day free trial of Audible for free. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at This Freaking Show, as well as uh, subscribing and rating and reviewing us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbeans uh, at This Freaking Show. And uh, am I missing anything, Joe? I think that's it. I think that's it. Perfect. As always, I am Travis Steve. And I'm the Freak Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of This Freaky show.